Welcome to the Short Term Show, the show about short term rentals and long term wealth, with real property owners hosting real properties who are crushing it in the vacation and short term rental space. And here's your host, Avery Carl. Hey, y'all, welcome back to the Short Term Show. We have a super interesting guest today. And there's a lot of reasons that he's really interesting. He has lost and gotten back a lot of money over the course of the past, I guess, several recessions and real estate cycles. And we're here at the beginning of July 2022. So there's a lot of uncertainty in the market right now. And I think he's going to be a really interesting guest to have. But I wanted to make sure that I let you guys know the date. So in case things change over the next couple of weeks before this come out comes out, you know exactly where we are. So I've got Mr. Rod Cleef. How's it going? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Awesome, Avery. No, it's it's fantastic. And uh, it's exciting with what's happening in the economy right now. So we can talk about that later. But let me if you don't know who I am, um, my name is Rod Cleef. I also I also host a podcast, which I'm blessed to say is the largest commercial real estate podcast really in the world. We just broke 13 million downloads and had our 700th episode three weeks ago, which just mind blowing. You want to make God laugh, you tell him your plans. I never planned to do any of this. But um, you know, so I'm an immigrant. I was born in the Netherlands, you know, wooden shoes and windmills came over when I was six years old with my brother, Albert, my mother's Vancha ended up in Denver, Colorado. Uh, we really struggled initially. In fact, I remember eating expired food, shopping at an expired food store and drinking powdered milk with our cereal in the morning, which trust me, sounds better than it is. And wearing clothes from the Goodwill and the Salvation Army all the way through junior high school till I finally got disgusted and lied about my age at Burger King. Uh, when I was 14, so I could uh, buy my own clothes. And I'm sure you've got it. You've got listeners that have it harder than I do or had it harder than I did. But see, I knew I wanted more. And luckily, my mom had an incredible work ethic, Avery. So she babysat kids so we'd have enough money to eat. And with her babysitting money, she was a bit of an entrepreneur. She invested in, in the stock market successfully in IPOs. And she also invested in real estate. And this is babysitting money. I'm not kidding. We always had a house full of kids. And and so her first real estate acquisition was the house right across the street from us when I was 14. She paid about 30 grand. And then when I was 17, she told me she'd made $20,000 in her sleep that it had gone up in value $20,000. And I'm like, what? You made 20 grand? You didn't do anything? Screw college. I'm getting into real estate. So I went out and got my real estate broker's license right when I turned 18. I wasn't just an agent. I was a broker. You could do that back then with education. They got smart. Now you need some experience to be a broker. But I could even have my own office. But uh, my first year in real estate, I made about eight grand. My second year, I made about 10 grand. But my third year, I made over $100,000. So what happened between year two and year three that caused me to 10X my income? Well, what happened was I was smart enough to go work for a broker and I was dating his daughter and he taught me, he started the conversation with me around the importance of mindset and psychology, how really 80 to 90% of your success in anything, short-term rentals, multifamily, whatever it is, uh, relationships even, anything is your mindset and your psychology. Only 10 to 20% is the technical knowledge as it relates to business-related topics. So fast forward to today, I've owned over 2,000 houses that I've rented long-term. Um, I, I own thousands of apartment units. Um, in 2006, my net worth went up $17 million while I slept. And you might say, wow, 
And I said, wow. And I thought I was a freaking real estate God. I got a head so big I could barely fit it through a door. And you know, when that happens, God of the universe will give you a nice little smack. Well, that was 2008. I lost $50 million conservatively in 2008. And so what I'm known for talking about on my podcast and at my boot camps and so on and so forth is really the mindset it took to have 50 million to lose in the first place and how I was able to accomplish that. And really maybe as important, maybe more importantly, how to recover from a big loss like that. And so, you know, I think mindset is super important right now with what we're facing. I mean, this country's headed for some pain. It's inevitable. Uh, Bank of America says we're in a technical recession. You know, pretty much everyone says it's coming. Um, some people think it could be a blip. Me, I, I actually think it could be a little tougher than people think. So we'll see. You know, I'm wrong all the time. I could be wrong. But but again, either way, it's not something to fear. It's something to get excited about. So I'd love to take this anywhere you want to, Avery. Well, I will start with, I was feeling really slumpy this morning and like, oh, I don't really feel like doing a podcast today. And your energy is just like, brought me back to life. So oh, you have good. been, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, when you love what you do, work is play, right? You never work another day in your life. And I freaking love what I do. I mean, you can see it. I normally have a green screen. I, I haven't done the stream yard very much and you can, you don't see this, but you can see some of the hundreds of thank you cards from students behind me here. Oh my I mean, goodness. I freaking, I freaking love what I do. So there you go. Awesome. Well, it's infectious and I appreciate yeah. that because I thank needed you. it this morning. <laughs> All right. Boom. All right. Well, let's start at the beginning with the mindset, and then we'll get to some of the economic stuff in a little bit. Uh -huh. So I, a lot of people, whether it's getting into short-term or getting into multi, like it's real estate, all, it's all real estate investing. But I saw someone in one of my Facebook groups earlier today say, it seems like you need so much money to get started. And I don't think that's true. I think it's, it's really not. more about your mindset. So what do you think about that? Oh, what no, it's, 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 it's certainly mindset, but it's also competence. Okay. You've got to learn the business question. No question. I don't know. I'm assuming you probably coach people. I coach people and I've got, I, in fact, I've got a big three day boot camp coming up the end of this month in July in Denver, my only live event I do all year, but, but mindset is a critical piece. I mean, the first hour of my boot camp is goal setting on steroids because how the hell do you get anything? If you don't know what it is, you got to know what it is you want with clarity. Okay. So the mindset is super critical, but as far as it relates to needing money to do real estate, yeah, you need a little bit to live on. But you really don't need, you know, listen, real estate takes money to buy. But here's the thing. It doesn't have to be your money. Okay. And this applies to STRs. You can bring in joint venture partners. Hell, I bought millions of dollars worth of houses in my 20s, 50-50 with partners. They put up the money. I did the work. I found the deals. I fixed them up. I rented them. I managed them. I sold them. And everybody was happy. And I, I didn't know... I didn't know what I was doing back then, but I, I was able to do it in joint ventures. Now they were joint ventures because they were actively involved. They would sign on the debt, or if I was going to spend more than like a thousand dollars, I had to get their approval. So that made that a joint venture instead of having to syndicate. In my business and multifamily, there's syndication as well. But even in my business, I've got tons of students that have bought taken down thousands of doors without their own money invested because there's so much money looking for a home right now. So anyway, to that person that posted in your Facebook group, trust me. Yeah, you need a little money to just to live on and, and maybe to tie up properties. Um, uh, if you know, but even even with that, 
like in the multifamily, in my world, there's what's called at-risk capital. And you can have people put up the at-risk capital, the earnest money, the cost to do the due diligence, the cost to you know finance the deal because there'll be third-party reports and the finance company will want a deposit for that stuff. But we, you, know, it's, you can give a slice of a deal to somebody to put up that money. It happens all the time. I've got it on, a, on two deals right now, a half a million on one and 140,000 on a small one. So that someone else put up that money to tie up that property and they're getting a sliver of the deal. So again, it starts with competence, Avery. You've got to learn the business. And, and if it's STRs, then, then you're in the right place. If it's multifamily, come see me. But that starts there. And then once you have that competence, that'll equate to confidence, okay? And then once you have that confidence, you have the ability to influence. And that's really the progression. It starts with competence. Unless you know, unless you're nefarious and you're, you know, you're just full of crap and you're out there BSing people, you know, um, there are people that do that. But, but, the, but the, the right way to do this is to educate yourself and then build that confidence and move on from there. Now, you know, I get asked all the time, how did you recover from losing the $50 million? So let me mention a couple of things there if you'll humor me on that, Avery. So first off, you, you got to know what you want and why you want it. So I reassociated with my goals. And that's, I, I really believe knowing what you want is critical because what it does is it creates a burning desire. Napoleon Hill called, called it that in his book, Think and Grow Rich. You've got to really want it. You've got to be able to push through the fear, you know, push through any limiting beliefs that you have. Maybe get uncomfortable. You know, a lot of people are comfortable and the comfort zone's a nice warm place and nothing freaking grows there, right? So you got to get uncomfortable. And so that burning desire is what pushes you through. And then once you've built that, um, and by the way, if you can't come to my boot camp, I'll tell you how you can come real cheap later. But if you can't come, I did a goal setting session on New Year's Day. I do it every year around the first, and it's on my link tree. If you go to rodslinks.com, at the bottom is my goal setting workshop with music. It's professionally done. There's a guide you can download. I'm not going to try to sell you anything. It's just a gift for you, okay? And you should do it with your spouse. If your kids are over 10 years old, do it with them. You know, Here's the sad reality, Avery. People spend more time planning a freaking birthday party than they do designing their lives. This is designing your life. So again, rodslinks.com, a lot of free stuff there, but at the bottom is the goal setting if you want to do that. Um, so then the next thing is you got to make a decision, okay? And and the Latin root for the word decision means to cut off. It means there is no retreat. It's not a one foot in, one foot out, or dipping a toe in the water. It is freaking done. If you're going to attack the island, you burn your ships because you're taking their damn ships home. That's a decision. It's just freaking done. And then you're like a train on a track. So it starts there. Then you've got to take that first step. And sometimes that's the hardest step for people, especially the analytical ones. If you're analytical, you know, you know, you got to check off every single box. And, and I would encourage you not to do that. You know, Dr. Martin Luther King said, you take that first step in faith and the next step will be revealed. Even Lao Tzu said, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. But sometimes, you know, that step is hard. But remember this, if, if, this, if you're one of these people that gets caught up in analysis paralysis, you can drive all the way across the country at night, your headlight only seeing 50 feet in front of you. And you know you'll make it. You know other people have made it. Yeah, you're going to maybe have some obstacles but you know it can be done. It's the same way with the short-term rental business. It's the same way with the, my multifamily business. People have done it. My students own somewhere in the neighborhood of 60, 70,000 doors now. It's unbelievable. I've only been teaching less than five years. So really proud of that, by the way. But, but the point is you can do it, um, but you got to take that first step. 
And then um, the next thing I would tell you is your peer group is critical. Okay. When I was losing everything in 2008 and nine, I was in a mastermind. And by the way, I highly recommend masterminds. I, I I'm a member of several. I even host my own now. It's probably the largest multifamily mastermind really in the world. I think there's about 16 billion in assets in there. But the point is masterminds are super powerful. And I was in Tony Robbins' mastermind when everything was falling apart. And that one costs a lot of money. It's like 130 grand at the time all in. It's more than that now. But, you know, I was around people that were thriving in that crash. And they're like, okay, you puss, get up 50 million schmillion, go make it happen, quit being a wuss. You know, that's who you want to be around in what's coming, guys. You want to be around people that are not going to be afraid and in fear. And, you know, the sad reality, Avery, you know, this is, is, you know, people default to the people they went to school with as their peer group or the ones they work with. And those people might have their own limiting beliefs or fears or, you know, afraid of losing you or afraid of feeling less than if you succeed. And sometimes it's family. I'm going to tell you, love your family but choose your peers proactively because who you hang out with is who you become. So you need to be very selective there. Make sure you're around people that want to, that, that want to validate you and praise you and encourage you and so on and so forth. And, you know, um, and, and that's why these boot camps, you know, like the one I'm having in Denver are so powerful, but you can do it in your local environment, go to groups and find groups that want what you want. And, uh, and and like Napoleon Hill talks about in his book, Think and Grow Rich, he talks about a mastermind where you get two like-minded people together with what he calls a definiteness of purpose. And they create this third intangible mind that's greater than the sum of the parts. And that's the power of getting around people that want the same thing you do. So that's a, that's another super important piece. Um, let me do one more and then you can stop me if you want. I, I, the next thing is is play to your strengths, okay? You know, if someone tells you to build your weaknesses, it's a mistake, especially in, in my multifamily business. And I would say probably in the short-term rental business as well, because, you know, the most successful partnerships I see are when someone plays to their strengths and then they hire a line or partner for their weaknesses. Uh, you know, in my business, it requires some analysis and it also requires someone to build relationships, someone more outgoing. And those those are the most common partnerships I see in the multifamily business. Because I will tell you, you can do STRs on your own. You're not likely to do multifamily on your own. You may buy one or two, but then to get any scale, you're going to build a team. And so, um, again, um, you want to play to your strengths. And here's why. When you're playing to your strengths, first of all, you love what you do. Can you tell I love what I do? Because, you know, it and, and you never work another day in your life and you're passionate because you love what you're doing. Of course, you're good at it because you love it. And but when you're passionate, you also it, it greatly have the ability to influence people. OK, they see it. It's infectious. They want to be around it. And that's why it's so important to stay in your strengths. I can stop there if you. <laughs> <laughs> why stop now? So. <laughs> I've got another desk over here in my office that I think I need you to just sit there all day and motivate me is what that's what I need. So uh, uh, we'll, well. we'll talk about that after this. So I, there's a lot of couple things that I wanted to touch on that you mentioned that I took some notes. Um, so needing things to check off too many boxes. So that's something that I see a lot of people struggle with that, you know, they listen to a lot of podcasts or, you know, maybe they're in a bunch of masterminds and they're trying to mix too many people's philosophies and too many people's strategies into this one strategy that it's just impossible to check off all the boxes. So what advice would you have for somebody who is 
doing well, that. Listen, who's a little listen, I believe I, I believe in education. In fact, I've I don't think I can share my screen on this platform, but I, I have a picture of all the boot camps and the mastermind lanyards. You know the things they hang around your neck when you go to one of these things. And I got my arms out, and I literally have hundreds of them around my neck and on my arms because learners are earners. So I believe in that. But if that's stopping you from taking freaking action, you need to look at that, right? You need to pick something. You need to make a freaking decision. Like I said, you got to decide enough is enough. Decide. I don't want to be in the same place a year from now, unless I freaking love where I am right now. Right? So you got to decide and you, and you make a choice and you, I would say, I would encourage you to select what you think you would enjoy the most. Okay. Now, Here's another thing. You can learn to love anything, including exercise. You associate pleasure with it in your mind. You can absolutely do it. But if you do that and it doesn't work, for God's sakes, go do something else. Okay. Life is too freaking short. Do what you love. But, you know, again, you can learn to love anything. And, and I've learned to love things that I didn't love at first by associating pleasure with it, like exercise, actually. So, so, uh, but, but again, it's it focus is also super important. Let's talk about focus for a minute, Avery. So, you know, if you're listening or watching Avery here, you're a leader. There's no question you're a leader. Okay. And right now, more than ever, the world needs freaking leaders. Don't get me started on the politics and the fake news and all the crap that's out there right now. So you need to stand guard at your mind and bring in the good stuff because whatever you focus on is going to get larger, both positive or negative. Okay. And, you know, I, I get people calling me saying, you know, how do I get out of student loan debt? And I'm like, wrong freaking question. How, how do you make so much money that the debt's irrelevant? Because again, what you focus on gets larger. If you're focused on the fake news out there, please know this. The news is not there to inform us. It's there to scare the shit out of us or startle us or whatever. That's 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 it, period. And most of it's BS. So bring in the good stuff. On my podcast, I do a clip every week called Own Your Power. It's five minutes. There's music. It's motivational. You give me five minutes a week, I will juice you. There's hundreds of them there. Super proud of them. You know, so my podcast is called Lifetime Cash Flow Through Real Estate Investing. I hope you'll check it out. But even if it's not me, Go to YouTube, you know, watch the motivational clips. I love to watch soldiers coming home. I cry like a freaking little girl, but, you know, I love that stuff. Bring in the good stuff, okay? And 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 stand guard at your mind because right now, as a leader, everyone's watching you. Maybe it's just your family, but you need to be focused on what you want, not what you don't want. That's why the goals are so freaking important. Please do my goal-setting workshop on steroids. That's what I call it, goal-setting on steroids, or come to my boot camp. You know, I promise you'll be glad you did, but... But you mind if I mention that real quick, Avery? Is that Go all right? right ahead. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so I don't know when this will air, but I've got a boot camp in Denver. It's the only live one I do each year. It's $197 for three days, and it's not a big sales pitch. I talk about my coaching for 30 minutes, and that's it. Other three days, it's all full on drinking through a fire hose if you're interested in multifamily. And uh, they'll, we've already got over 700 people attending. Um, that might be a little exaggeration, it might be like 680, but we're real close. Okay. And, and, you know, so a lot of like-minded people will be there as well. And we go through every aspect of the business. So if you're interested and you can make it to Denver, um, it's July 29th, 30th, 31st. Text ROD to 72345. Okay, so text ROD to 72345 or go to rodindenver.com. But remember this code, Rod Friend. okay? And you can come for 197. It's almost double that now and it's going to go to 700. But um, if you text Rod Friend, I'm sorry, text... Rod to 72345 or go to rodindenver.com and use the code RODFRIEND. You can come for 197 bucks. And if you have any trouble, DM me on any social and I'll make sure we take care of you. And it includes some awesome bonuses. But again, it's not a sales pitch. It is full-on training if you're interested in this business. Um, but um, but anyway, um, 
So, you know, you want to be around people that want this. Um, you, you, you want to make sure you maintain your focus. And I got to tell you, folk, the most successful people on the planet are the ones that have the highest honed focus. Okay. And this is why analytical people are super successful in real estate. If they take that first step, they don't get locked in paralysis. Right. But I, you know, focus is important. Let me give you an example of this. Like, I don't know about you, but I'll be watching freaking Netflix scrolling through my social media. Okay. Here's what's bad about that. It kills your focus because you're literally making these micro decisions every split second. You know, I don't listen to many podcasts. I listen to two of them, actually. I listen to Tim Ferriss and I listen to Joe Rogan and I get both sides of the aisle. So I get a little balance. And on Tim Ferriss's show, he, he, I get excited about my 13 million downloads. I think he gets that a week, right? But, but he interviews the best of the best in the business, the best athletes like Michael Phelps and NBA players and NFL players and, you know, uh, best actors, Arnold and Jamie Foxx, Ed Norton, Hugh Jackman, billionaires like Ray Dalio, CEOs of the largest companies in the world. Um, and he deconstructs their success. And I started to hear a pattern, Avery. They almost all meditate. What does meditation enhance? Focus. Okay. So again, pay attention to that as well. I, I can stop for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, you used a term a while back in there that I wanted to ask you what it is because I'm not familiar with it. A like mm -hmm. exercise. What's that? A like exercise. Yeah, making yourself. You mentioned making yourself like things, forcing yourself. To oh, oh, well, just just associating pleasure with something that you want to learn or do. If you don't love it day one, okay, you can learn to love anything, okay, if by associating pleasure with it. But 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 the flip side is if you can't position yourself and make that happen for yourself, you're just not believing it. You have to believe that you can enjoy something. Then go do something else. Life is too freaking short. Totally agree with that. There are some things that I need to start associating pleasure with in order to get, uh, you know, where I want to be, that goal setting yeah. stuff. Uh, yeah. So let's switch gears. So we're in a weird, weird time right now. Maybe not a weird time. It's a, everything's a cycle. We've been here before. We're going through a change. We, yeah. we, are, we, are, we are heading into winter for sure. Winter is coming. So coming. I'm a little, I'm pretty excited about winter yep. coming because yep. I've got some cash that needs to go yep. some places and I'm ready for the deal. So what Same do here. you think? What, what opportunities do you think? Oh, um, they're going to be all over. I mean, real estate's ground to a halt already. I mean, single family home sales is, have, have, have fallen off a cliff already because the interest rates doubled and the Fed says they're going to raise them five more times. Now, you know, we're, we'll be at 8% easily by the end of the year. Now, I remember doing backflips, you know, probably before you were born, Avery, when the interest rate hit 7%, okay? And and so, so you know, th this is normal. It's, it's not unusual for this to happen, but real estate will likely grind to a halt. And even with the pent-up demand because of the affordability factor, prices are going to drop. Meaning That means opportunity, right? And so I, I'm not going to... Uh, spend too much time on the single family space because that's really not my world anymore. I mean, again, I've owned 2000 houses in three states that I rented long term, but I haven't bought a house in decades. But um, but the multifamily space is going to see some real pain. And here's why. Because um, a couple of reasons. There were a lot of, well, I'll, I'll give you Warren Buffett's famous quote, famous quote, uh, be fearful when others are greedy. There's been a lot of greed these last three years. Okay. But then also be greedy when others are fearful and fear is coming. It's already here. OK, so, um, you know, there were a lot of a lot of deals done this last 
two or three years where I've been in the best and final stage where you, they, they pick like the top five offers and they say, give us your best offer. It's like an auction process. And I'm like, it sold for what? How the hell did they, what do they have free money? Those, their investors are going to get screwed. Because again, most of these large deals that I do, their people bring in investors, they syndicate and they raise the money. And so there's a lot of skinny deals that were done, super skinny deals with no operating reserves. And like we put six months operating reserves in a, you know, hit the fan fund, the stuff hit the fan fund, you know, uh, and it just in case, right? Um, but but so many of those, and I saw offering memorandums from these operators where they say the rents are going to double the first year. I'm like, really? On a 200 unit complex? I don't think so. You can't, you can't, there's no way. And so, you know, a lot of projections were BS, but here's the big one. Most of the debt that was done these last couple of years has been bridge debt because Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, which provides most of the loans for multi, larger multifamily, cut their loan to value down to 55, 60%. And when you have that much money out of pocket going into a deal, it's hard to get returns that interest investors. And so bridge lenders and bridge, by the way, bridge debt is the hard money lender equivalent from single family. You know, you know, you get hard money to buy single family. Well, this bridge debt in the, my world, the commercial world is the same thing. And it's very onerous debt. Okay. It's adjustable rate. And, and more, re most recently they've been insisting on, on rate caps um, and where you, 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 you secure the, the interest rate from going up more than say two points. I just had one quoted, not exaggerating within the last 30 days in a $44 million deal here in Sarasota, they wanted a million dollars to cap the interest rate 2%. Like you gotta be kidding me. And so, but, but over a year ago, a lot of people didn't get these rate caps and those rates have doubled, which kill a deal. And so, you know, my world is going to see a lot of deals. And, you know, there, there are always people that have to sell. And if, if, if they are not getting their values because the interest rates have gone up and the cap rates have adjusted because of that, uh, so the values come down, you know, there's going to be a lot of situations. I, I, I describe it as this. Here's the definition of a bad day for one of those operators. You've got an asset that's cash flowing, but your debt is due. By the way, that bridge debt is typically 18 months, 24 months, or 36 months. Very short-term debt. And if you can't refinance, you've got a real problem. That's the definition of a bad day. You got a cash flowing asset. The property values got done has gone down enough where you can't refinance. That's a bad day. So there's a lot of that's coming. And you know, I, again, I'm excited about it. I'm in a lot of cash. My right, kills me to have the cash because the inflation's killing the cash. But I'm in a lot of cash right now for that very same reason. Back in 2008 and nine, I was hiding under a rock because I'd had my ass handed to me. Well. You know, I got crushed by that wave. Well, I'm surfing that bad boy this time. Okay. I'm excited. Uh, there are going to be phenomenal deals. I just, everything's going on sale, guys. It is. Now, let me say this. And I mentioned this to you, Avery, before we started recording. Um, a lot of economists are saying, yes, the, the retailers are going to get hurt. People are not going to spend money on stuff, but service industry should kick butt because people haven't been traveling and they miss the traveling and they want the experiences. That's why I think STR is going to do just fine through what's coming. Uh, a lot of economists think that way as well. So, you know, that's some, there's some good news um, that, that short-term rentals should do just fine through this recession because people have been cooped up so long. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also you really buying in the right short-term rental market really makes a big difference there. And so where I'm seeing some immediate opportunity right now is, so we are, the short-term shop is typically a really buyer heavy 
uh, company because we have all the education for teaching people how to manage their short-term rentals. Mm -hmm. But where we're seeing a lot of opportunity right now is a lot of people who bought with us over the past, you know, four, five, six years who missed that window six months ago where they could name any just ridiculous astronomical price and still get a hundred offers on it. A lot of them are freaking out now and they're saying, hey, I want to list this right now because they're thinking, well, I want to capitalize on the sold comps as being really high. And they're still, you know, again, a lot of fear in the market. They're worried. So they want to they they, bail out on their deals? Well, not because they not because the deals aren't making money. These are typically people who are cash flowing really well, but they're like, oh, crap, I could have just sold my property. Yeah, they for, waited you know, too long. They waited yeah. too long. Uh, yeah, so here's my advice. To, if that's you, hold on. Do not sell right now because yeah, a lot of people think this is going to be a short-term recession that by 2023, you know, later in the year, we should start to rebound. I'm not sure I agree, but if that's the case, your real estate will come back up in value. You're, you're, you're crazy to sell right now. Crazy. Now, great time to be looking at buying. I'm going to tell you in yeah. the last year, I mean, I own thousands of units, but in the last year, I've only bought one asset, 296 units in San Antonio, screaming deal. In the last 30 days, we put two more under contract. That's how much it's opened up fast. Okay. So deals are coming. And so, um, you know, on that note, if you're an accredited investor and you want to check out one of our deals, text the word partner to 72345. Um, we've, they're screaming deals. I got one in Nashville right now that's just incredible. Uh, again, partner to 72345 to get on our portal. We haven't even offered it yet. So this is the first time I've mentioned it publicly. Oh yeah, I'm texting that. I'm totally texting that to get on your list. But right. yeah, so we're seeing a lot. Of, I, I'm calling it the the FOMO sellers, the fear of missing out sellers because they missed that, that peak. And so they're trying to get rid of it now, not because they want to get rid of it, but because they think it's not going to be worth what it That's was. That's the herd mentality. That's the herd mentality. And, and don't fall for that. Okay. If you've got a cash flowing asset and you're making money in STR, don't. Now is, you, you missed it. Okay. If you sold six months ago, golden, but it's, you missed it. And that's okay. Just, just focus on raising money and, and finding more deals. Okay. Don't worry about that one. Let that one sit. It's making you money. Totally. And it's a great time. It's the best time to buy in the past yes. two years because yes, of those FOMO sellers. Like I just, so, like I just mentioned, I, yeah. I haven't, I bought one asset uh, in San Antonio. Now I've got two under contract, um, one in Arkansas and this one in Nashville. So super exciting times. And so again, don't be fearful. And, and again, if you're listening, if you're watching the news, they're, they're going to make you fearful. In fact, back in 08 and 09, they're like, real estate's going to be terrible for 10 years. It was all BS. Don't, don't fall for that, okay? Be very, very careful that you don't get sucked into that. Focus on what you want. Do your goals. Stay focused and just take action. You know, get, get your powder dry. Get lean and mean. Don't be frivolous right now with your spending. It's conserve cash. Um, but uh, you can absolutely capitalize on what's coming. Totally agree with that. Um, there was another one that I took. I took notes on. Let me share. If I while you're thinking, let me share sure. something else. Okay. Sure. And I talked about limiting beliefs. Okay. When I immigrated this country, um, I didn't speak English, and I got thrown into school. I was six years old. Found out what bullies were for the first time. So I got my butt kicked occasionally. And then my mom, proud Dutch woman that she is, thought it'd be a great idea to send me to school in wooden shoes and those leather shorts the Germans wear for October first. So the ass kicking again. Then, then the the bullies that lived down at the end of my street. They chased me home and my mom had chased them off with a fly swatter. Next day, got my butt kicked again. And I came up with this belief that I wasn't good enough. 
And a lot of people have these limiting belief systems. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not analytical enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not, uh, don't have enough time. Don't have enough money. Listen, here's what you need to remember. There's a reason the acronym for belief systems is BS because 99.99% of them are BS. But if you are consciously aware that you have one of these, when it pops up, pull it out in the daylight consciously, look at it with your adult rational mind, and you will burn it up. It took me a few times to do this, but I mean, I used to be terrified that I'd get selected in class to ask a question, answer a question. Now I speak in front of thousands of people a year in flip-flops because I don't, don't care, okay? And so that's the point, to, you know, pull it out in the daylight. And, and, and look at it rationally, you'll recognize that it's BS and don't let it hold you back any longer, but you got to do it consciously. So I wanted to mention that, Avery. I think you should maybe pull the wooden shoes back out for speaking. Do you? Do you? Do you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think that they hurt. By the way, they're uncomfortable as hell. So I no. can't imagine that they, yeah. yeah that that's they why I wear, literally, people think I wear, I, I literally speak in front of thousands of people in flip-flops. I just went to a, a big convention uh, in, in the Carolinas and, and I was the only one in flip-flops. But, but. Uh, it, they think it's like, oh, he's trying to make a statement or make a brand. No, my feet hurt. And and then just, mm -hmm. you know, you, you become free from the opinion of others. It's very freeing. It really is. It really yeah. is. So we're getting to the last few minutes of the show. We have three okay. questions that we ask every guest at the end of the show. The first of which is what advice would you give 21, or sorry, 20 year old? I don't know why I said 21. I say 20, literally every week for the past year, 20 year old Rod, what advice would yeah. you give him? I asked that same question on my podcast of the people that own thousands of doors because I know what the answer is going to be. And I want my peeps to keep hearing it over and over again. And it's always go bigger, faster every yep, time. Always. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. Should have started earlier. I would say the same thing. And I probably would have educated myself. I made every possible mistake you can imagine. In fact, I sell t-shirts at my boot camp that say, hashtag ask me how I know. Cause I'll be like, don't do that. Ask me how I know. And student got me one. I'm like, that's really funny. Cause I say it a lot. So, you know, I would have educated myself in the business. I just did everything. I'm a fire ready aim sort of guy. And so, you know, I don't, aim, I don't aim, uh, I, I, or, or get ready at all. I just fire. And so, uh, you know, I made every mistake. And so I would educate myself sooner. There were, really wasn't available when I first started. You know, I got started in the business in 1978. So, yeah, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Second question, really similar to the first. What advice would you give a new investor who's getting started today in July 2022? Get educated immediately. Don't wait. Okay. If you can make my boot camp, come to that. If you can't, go learn from I don't care who you learn from, but learn right now because opportunity is coming. And when we're in the thick of it, it's going to be too late because you have to build relationships. You have to get up to speed. You have to know how to analyze deals. You know, you need to learn this stuff, and that takes some repetition. And so if there was ever a time to learn real estate, it is right freaking now. Do not wait. Get educated immediately. Also a great answer. And last, I think this question is the most fun because I'm a big reader. I like to read. What okay. is your favorite book that has impacted your mindset? I'm going to give you quite a few, honestly, because Lovely. my love language is gifts and my students get gifts from me just about every month. And they're typically books. And of course, the five love languages is I got to have the author on my show is a great book. I mean, you know, if you love anybody, don't you think you should know how they feel love the deepest? So get that book. But I, I gift my students Turning Pro by Pressman, uh, becoming forget, stop being an amateur and become a freaking professional in your life. OK, so Turning Pro. Another one is The Slight Edge. Those little decisions we make every day that traject our life up or down. 
Uh, and, and, you know, they don't have much impact that day, but over a period of time, they impact us greatly. Uh, another one is Gary Keller's One Thing. I had his uh, co-author on the show, Jay Papasan. That's a great book. Another one is uh, Hal Elrod's Miracle Morning. I was blessed to have him on the show too. Beautiful human being uh, about, you know, getting up and starting your day off right. Uh, incredible way to get started. Um, and of course, Think and Grow Rich. Uh, that, that book is something you should read two or three times a year. I think that's enough. There you go. But can I share one other thing? I just yeah, thought about okay. it as it relates to goals. It's super important. Okay. So um, I didn't have a chance to, to kind of talk about some of the things I've accomplished. And I, I don't always even like to do that because it seems like I'm being ego egocentric and I'm not. But, you know, 20 years ago, I knew I wanted to live on the beach when I lived in Denver. There's no beach in Denver. And 20 years later, I'm sorry, this was when I was 18, I knew I wanted to live on a beach. 20 years later, I built this incredible $8 million mansion on the beach. I mean, a spectacular home. And again, I'm not bragging. There's a message here that I want to share. And, you know, I mean, the, the home was amazing. I had the beach on one side of my boats on the backside. It was called a Gulf to Bay. So I had the beach and the bay with my boat lifts, uh, giant waterfall from the second floor balcony in the pool. You had to walk through the waterfall to get the pool, big spiral staircase up the middle house, elevator, wine cellar on the second floor, I had aquariums that cost me almost 200 grand around the, the, the spiral staircase. So it gives you an idea of the house. Two months after I moved in, now I worked for this thing for 20 freaking years, okay? Two months after I moved in, I'm floating in the pool and I'm looking up at this testament to my ego, which is really what it was. It was to prove the world I was good enough. And I got depressed. And I don't mean a little depressed. I mean, I was really depressed. And again, 20 years, two months, Okay. And I realized that there were several things happening when I look back on it. The first thing is it's never about the goals. You need the goals to create that burning desire, but it's about who you become on your path to the goals. And happiness comes from progress and growth. And I didn't know what I was going to do next. You know, like the good book says, without a vision, the people perish. I didn't have a vision for the future. So that was the second piece. But the third big piece was I'd been totally focused on me. Show the world I matter. Show the world I'm good enough. Rod, rod, rod. And that's the year I met Tony Robbins and went to one of his boot camps. And by the way, highly encourage you to see him if you can while he's still speaking. He's spectacular. I followed him around the world for 20 years. But I saw him and I saw he fed families for the holidays. And I'm like, what a concept. Do something for someone else. I'm embarrassed to say I had to be 40 to get that memo. Well, I went home and I called my brother in Denver and I was going to visit him for Thanksgiving. I said, let's feed five families for Thanksgiving. So we went to his church. He found five families that really needed help. The third family changed my life, Avery. We get up to this house. We bought turkeys, toys for the kids. We knew they had kids and big boxes of food. The woman comes out. She lives in this one-bedroom, crappy one-bedroom with five kids. She comes out. She sees the food and stuff. She starts crying. Her kids come out too. The older ones start crying. I start crying, and I'm hooked. And I'm blessed to say in the last 22 years, we've fed 130,000 kids here in Sarasota and Bradenton, Florida. We've done tens of thousands of backpacks filled with school supplies. In fact, we're doing one here next month. Uh, 1,500 backpacks. We've done tens of thousands of teddy bears to, for officers to keep in their cars. They encounter a child that's been traumatized. And again, I'm not bragging. There's a message here. We've been taught to achieve, 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 to be happy. Like we can't be happy until we've achieved. If you give back in any fashion, you are happily achieving. Tony Robbins calls it the science of achievement versus the art of fulfillment. Achievement's a science. If you want to learn STR, you get with Avery. You want to learn multifamily, you get with me. We'll give you the blueprint. You just got to go freaking do it. That's it, okay? But fulfillment is an art. You've got to figure out what juices you. For me, it's kids. For you, maybe it's animals. It's the environment. It's the elderly. Whatever it is, give back right now. And if you're sitting there listening, yeah, you got money. You can do it. I'll do it when I have money. No, do it right now because the money will come faster. 
Okay, that's not why you do it, but trust me, that's how God of the universe works. Whatever you give, you get back a hundredfold, even if it's just your time. So I just want to leave you with that, Avery. Be sure you're incorporating that into your life if you're not already. Totally agree with that. Uh, you you really do have to give back. We do backpacks and then also uh, animal rescue Good organizations. I've got a, you can't see her because of the green screen. I've got a uh, little chihuahua mix back here that came from the Target so parking lot. <laughs> no so. so do we. We've got a chihuahua. He's about three pounds. Thinks he's 800. <laughs> yeah, funny. Yep. Yep. She came from the Target parking lot, which is That's a story cool. for another That's time. Cool. But <laughs> yeah, well, Rod, thank you so, so much for coming on. Lots of really great information. You're very motivational. Is there thank any, uh, do you have any social media or website you want to share? If you go, if you go to rodslinks.com, there's so many free <laughs> resources there. There's books. There's my best, number one bestseller. You can just pay the shipping six bucks. You get that. There's all sorts of videos and articles. My Forbes articles, dozens of those. There's, and, and, and of course the goal setting thing, do that for God's sakes, do it with your spouse, your significant other, do it, to, do it together, but separately and then compare notes. See if you're aligned. See if you're headed the same direction. And then again, if you can make Denver, for God's sakes, come. I promise you, if you don't love it after the three days, you let me know. I'll give you your money back. I don't mean like it. I mean freaking love it. Okay. So text ROD to 72345 uh, or go to rodandenver.com and remember the code RODFRIEND to get that price. Does anybody ever actually text you and say, hey, I didn't like this. Can I have my money back? Not yet. And there've been thousands. <laughs> if you go to the bottom of that website, you'll see hundreds and hundreds of testimonials of people that have come because it's not just real estate. I mean, you will laugh, you will cry, you will really enjoy yourself and you will leave so freaking supercharged. You won't know what to do with yourself. Um, so, you know, the only complaint we ever get because we send a serve out, uh, out immediately is the room, the room is too cold or the food sucked or something like that. It's never about mm -hmm. the content. So, well, amazing. Well, Thank Rod, you. thanks again so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure and we Thank will you. catch you later.